Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. It's just baffling the whole community on, on how this happened, why this happened, and, and who it was. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Residents of Homewood, California, a tiny vacation community that sits on the shore of scenic Lake Tahoe, aren't used to outside attention. But things have been a little less quiet there since early June. And new tonight at 11, we are hearing from investigators about a murder mystery in North Lake Tahoe. A crime of this caliber in that area really does stand out. It's not, um, it's not the norm. It's very unusual. John Bartell, reporter with ABC10 in Sacramento. This case takes us to the north end of Lake Tahoe. Set the scene for us. What is this part of California like? Yeah, the area where it happened is a small little community uh, called Homewood. Uh, This is uh, up in North Lake Tahoe. This is really an area where um, it's a lot of vacation homes. We're, we're, We're talking maybe a few hundred people live in this community. And these are several multi-million dollar homes in this uh, in this area, it's, it's right along the river, so it's got this beautiful view of Lake Tahoe. There's uh, lots of uh, boat ramps and uh, boat docks out there, some very expensive uh, boats uh, belonging to a lot of these people who live along there. Uh, it's really just kind of a, a quiet community where you would just, honestly, you, you can drive through the community just within a, a couple minutes there. It's that small. Take us through then what it was that happened in this quiet community of Homewood on Saturday, June 5th. Yeah, so um, the Placer County Sheriff's Department uh, got a an open-ended call. That's what they're calling it, an open-ended 911 call. Um, and they responded to that. They It took them to uh, a home just off of uh, Lake Drive, uh, West Lake Drive, and that's in, uh, just outside of Homewood. And uh, when they went inside, the deputies, they found a 70-year-old Robert Spore dead with a gunshot to the head, a gunshot wound to the head. And they also found his, his wife, Wendy Wood Spore. Uh, she was alive, but she also had a gunshot wound to the head. You mentioned that they called it an open-ended 911 call. What did they mean by that? Yeah, uh, the, the best uh, example I could get from that was uh, it, it, there was, they got a call and no one answered it. So they followed the call back. To, to the to the location there, a reverse 911 kind of thing. Police say someone called 911 from his home, leading them to find his body. Detectives are still trying to determine what happened. So at this point, no indication as to who placed the 911 call from that home? No, no, not at this point. What can you tell us? I know there's limited information, but what can you tell us about this couple, the Spores? We, we don't know a whole lot other than, uh, I did talk to several people in the community. Uh, they they, they they were well known, especially over at the market. Um, they were very that nice couple. Uh, they were generous. Many people said they were they were generous. Um, um, they also were known to be eating at the the restaurants around there. Um, I, I really, I, 
it's it's unclear exactly what their professions were, uh, but uh, I can tell you that their their home um, was was very nice. So they were uh, obviously a well off couple. Up to this point, has there been any indication as to what a possible motive might have been for whoever did this? Did they take anything that we know of or anything like that? You know, and that's what's kind of baffling not only the investigators, but but also the whole community. So uh, let me take you back. Uh, June 5th, that, that's when they found um, Robert and, and Wendy. That's when the Placer County uh, Sheriff's Department found them in their home. Five days later, uh, they released some surveillance video um, they put it out on social media. Uh, they were they were asking for the public public's help, and in that video, uh, it shows a man in a hoodie wearing a mask. So you really cannot see who this is. Um, it, it it's, a, it's kind of a, a slender man if you look at it. Anyways, this this uh, person is walking uh, up towards the garage in the driveway. And then it goes out of frame. He jogs up the hill, acting like he's kind of normal, and then just ducks behind the car and then kind of goes out of sight. While on his break at the general store in Homewood, Thomas McLaughlin Jr. tries to make sense of surveillance video taken off West Lake Boulevard. And I think he went behind the car towards the back of the house because he knew the camera was right there. And this happens around like 3.30 to 5.30 in the afternoon. Um, so you can see that person go towards the house. Um, and then it goes out of frame and then comes back out uh, a, a while later and uh, then proceeds to walk uh, away from the home and, and, and down, down the street, which goes towards the lake. Now, some neighbors also had some surveillance video and they caught this person of interest uh, walking just down the bike path along there. It, it, really, we only have just seconds of video of this and it's really not there's not a whole lot of detail within this. Investigators believe this may be the person of interest in the death of Robert Gary Spore. He was captured on video around the same time the shooting happened, June 5th, this past Saturday. What is the timeline here then as far as when this person was seen walking up towards the home and when the 911 call was placed? This is where things get a little confusing because uh, the, the, all the uh, investigators have to work off of is is this these short bits of video. And so the, the video uh, happens between 3.30 and 5.30. And then they caught some more video um, around 8 o'clock of, of, of this person of interest here. And the 911 call comes in around 10, 10.30-ish at that, at that time. So it's, it's a little confusing with, with the timeline. And right now, this person, the Placer County Sheriff's can't even say if this is a, a, like a suspect uh, or anything at this point. They, are, they just want to talk to this person. They don't know if they knew the family. They know very little about him. Right. You mentioned that police have not been explicitly referring to this person as a suspect, rather saying person of interest and even saying they think there's a possibility that this person might just be a witness even to, to something that happened. But... But to date, have they had any luck at all trying to track this person down? No. And, and uh, in my reporting, you know, of course, I, I went to social media and this thing was plastered all over, uh, not only just the, the sheriff's uh, social media page, but uh, there's a lot of Facebook groups um, that this video has been circulating on and, and I've scoured through. And um, there is there just 
the community is really trying to figure out they don't recognize this person at all. Um, and, and what's odd is at that time of day, it, you know, all, all week it had been fairly hot and it, it, it's pretty odd that you would be wearing a, a hoodie. Uh, so their identity is completely concealed and it's really hard to see who this person is. Um, so <laughs> it's just baffling the whole community on, on how this happened, why this happened and, and who it was. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Well, we're following a developing story out of North Lake Tahoe tonight. Detectives are still searching for a person who might be involved in the death of a 70-year-old man. Family members now telling ABC 10 the man's wife was also shot and is in really bad condition. This guy was a victim of something. We want to know what. Unfortunately, there's just not a lot of leads to go on at this point. One thing that Placer County Sheriff's Lieutenant Nelson Resendez said was that Robert Spohr was a victim of something we don't know what. And that struck me as an interesting, if not cryptic, way to characterize the situation. Did he expand on that or, or explain what he meant? No, and you know, I, we have tried, we've reached out multiple times to um, the daughter uh, of, of Robert and trying to trying to learn a little bit more about him, uh, you know, maybe if he had some some enemies of some kind. Uh, there's a lot of theories in 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 the town, uh, but they're all kind of uh, unsubstantiated rumors, essentially going around town. Uh, what I can tell you is that the daughter um, Andrea Spore she sent out a um, a statement to the media. Uh, just a, it was a, a one page statement. Um, and it, it's, some parts of it are, are very graphic. Um, in the beginning of this, in, in, uh, in the, in the beginning here, they did, the Placer County Sheriff's did not mention that, um, Robert's wife, Wendy, was also shot. They didn't even mention her at all. Uh, that was, uh, the initial reports, they, they were trying to protect her identity at that time. But when this statement came out, I'm just going to read you just this, uh, a little, a sentence that uh, uh, Andrea Spore wrote to the media here. Although the sheriff press release did not include information on my mother's devastating injuries, my family is equally devastated by our inability to talk to my uh, unresponsive mother who was shot in the brain. So she also goes on to say, we're horrified. We could, uh, we could have been, uh, we could, they could have never imagined something like this happening uh, to her parents and uh, were, were devastated and desperate to find justice. That's what she goes on to say. So I, unfortunately, that just tells us what has happened, but we don't have uh, any history behind who, who Wendy and Gary were. We're trying to find out all those details. We need to know what happened, why it happened, who was involved. Um, yeah, it's, we want to know those answers too. We feel the same way as you do. Something else Lieutenant Resendez said in your interview with him, 
He mentioned that this appears to be an isolated incident. We have no reason to believe that uh, this is this type of crime is going to continue. Do we know what that conclusion is based on? Well, through their investigations, they have made it clear to the public that they think this was uh, a very direct, um, intentional um, uh, incident here. This, uh, they, they don't think that, the, the reason they think this is because it doesn't appear that anything was stolen in the home. Um, there there was, didn't appear to have any forced entry uh, whatsoever. So it only leads them to believe that this was planned. It is bizarre not to mention that by the sound of it, homicide is not typical for this area, right? No, not at all. Um, in fact, I was asking the uh, residents there at the general store, just like, when was the last time, you know, the, the news even came to this area? And uh, they, were, they just said, like, really, the last, there was a fire several years ago, and, and that was about it. So homicide, no, it doesn't happen in this area. Well, John Bartell with ABC10, you'll have to keep us posted. Thanks for sharing this story. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Daily Crime. We're right here with a new episode every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to or following the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for more true crime, you can head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. 